0: ride with me in my foul life what's up the foul life is alive it's well we're rolling we're having a blast y'all enjoying that song did you guys go download it did you go to itunes and search my foul life 2 a.m logic spotify buy it it's awesome i would like to hear from y'all on what you think of it And the lyrics, the music, Todd Thompson's voice, pickles on the drum, just a badass band ripping it. I've actually got to sing that song live twice, I believe, with the band, doing a little collaboration with Mr. Todd Thompson, the lead singer and founder of 2AM Logic. At one time, I thought they were going to break. They were opening for Ozzy, opening for Rat, opening for a bunch of different badass bands, and... I don't know what happened. I know some of the things that happened, but man, they were talented. And that song was so awesome. I I wrote another song with Todd called Bullet. It's on some of the episodes of the Foul Life. So maybe you guys can find that one as well, but hope things are going good. Hopefully you guys sunk in some of that info that we discussed uh, with the uh, festival at Maryland and the Chesapeake Bay. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today following this podcast will be one that i just little go on a little rant about being a provider and a wild game cooker a backyard aficionado a traeger a griller and we talk about the traeger models on that a little bit and i just talk about my views of being you know coming full circle and what's important in the hunt what to take out of a hunt what to learn every day being a sponge so hopefully you guys are liking the content hopefully you're finding a little bit of inspiration in it maybe a little bit of motivation in them uh, some entertainment some laughs think i'm a dork whatever you know i'm just trying to do my best and i hope that y'all are liking what you're listening to and hearing right here at the foul life podcast as well as our sister podcast this life ain't for everybody and we got some awesome new episodes uh, you know coming out right now with Brian Moore, Rachel Moore, Haley Witters, Brent Cobb, Leith Lofton, Dan Hendo Henderson a lot of cool content coming out there got a bunch of stuff um coming that way as well on this life ain't for everybody and a lot of it in the music MMA and cooking gonna be sitting down with some more professional pit masters uh We get a lot of people talking about Chad Ward, Mr. Whiskey Bent Barbecue himself from the great state of Florida. He's the head of the Traeger Barbecue marketing team, the head of the Traeger Barbecue competition teams. And he heads up all of the marketing for that as well as owns his own company, Whiskey Bent Barbecue, which is a physical store location. And he's got his own line of rubs. And I'm telling you guys, you got to get the bird and the blazing bird for your chicken. And you got to get the rocks and the fix and the old fashioned, the rocks is absolutely the best beef rub I've ever eaten, but he's got a couple new ones, the grind, the fix, some, some really cool collaborations he's doing. He's very uh, passionate about it. And we have some more episodes with Mr. Chad Ward, whiskey bent barbecue coming up on this life ain't for everybody. He might even join us here at the foul life podcast to talk about cooking wild game, his experiences with uh, what we've done at some different events, and different hunting camps and he'll be joining us at more hunting camps this coming season so i'm excited for that and we also talk about the new cookbook series last time uh, on this uh, the next Podcast after this, we're going to talk about the new um, podcast with uh, or the new cookbook that we're going to collaborate with some certain individuals on. That's going to be called the Provider. It will release and launch in the spring of 2020. So keep an eye out for that, and uh, hopefully you're going to be digging on that. The new recipes that we're going to be exploring and inspirations we found along the way. But um, hopefully you guys listen to the podcast coming up after this one and get a little bit out of it of being a like I said a backyard aficionado and a tra- and a total provider, letting that hunt hunt come front full circle from the scout, the you know, the off-season to the scouting to the hunting to the killing to the retrieving to the butchering and processing and serving that bounty. So I want to talk a little bit about today of what I saw and witnessed and experienced in Eastern Maryland, Eastern High School, the auditorium there. And The callers, the routines, the 2019 World Goose Calling Championships and the 2019 World Live Duck Calling Championships. And there was junior contests, there was two man meat, you know, like a a live duck meat contest with duck and goose, and just some straight up talent. Not as many callers as I expected in the goose calling contest. And I don't know why that is. I've heard some different ramblings of maybe you know there it, you don't have to go to these contests to learn anything you can compete on these online contests you can learn these sounds or watch videos of routines online but there's nothing like being a competitor and going and getting in that bullpen and drawing a pill and going out on that stage under that spotlight knowing that there's five judges behind that curtain that cannot see you and you know you're being asked I am it so I would ask the callers Caller number three, would you like a warm up? They would shake their head. They're not allowed to verbally say anything because we don't want anybody, or especially the judges, to recognize their voice. So they shake their head yes or no. If they if they shake it yes, I say judges. This is for warm up, and then they go and do a warm up. Usually lasts somewhere twenty five to forty five seconds, and then I kind of time it to where I think they're coming to the end of their warm up. They'll shake their head real quick, and I'll say judge or I'll just say score, and boom, they go right into their routine. Um, the world goose is a ninety second routine. The live duck is a sixty second routine. There's a light out in the front of you, and you hit your first note, that light goes off. When there's ten seconds left in your routine, so at eighty seconds in the world goose, and at 50 seconds in the world live duck that light comes back on telling that caller that he or she has 10 minutes to finish up their competitive routine if they blow a half a note a quarter of a note a millisecond of a note over that light they're automatically disqualified that happened to one of the top callers in the country in the live goose the single man live goose because there was a single man world goose a single man live goose a two-man live goose a a two-man live duck and then the world live duck and then the junior contest so one of the top callers in the country got disqualified for blowing over that light so that shows you that nerves can get you and just trying to do too much at certain times this caller is fabulous powerful and authentic and his his low end is unreal his top is amazing and he just got going and and started to get into a bunch of lay down work and 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 he and we i looked at the timekeeper and we both agreed that he had went over and he had knew he knew known it too because i think he walked by the stage man the stage manager that escorts him on and off the stage and told him that he blew the light so that happens but man there's nothing like being on that stage if you're a duck caller goose caller and you want to get better it doesn't it doesn't make you a better hunter but it'll make you a better operator of that call it'll give you a better feeling for that call and you're going to become a better hunter caller when you're out in the woods or out in the marsh or out in the field or a dry cornfield or whatever you're hunting an oxbow a river a big lake a reservoir you're going to be be better because it, that all the practice that you put into these competitions is going to come out in your game calling too and your hunting calling and there's nothing like that but i hated seeing it there was there was like thir- 12 13 callers in the world goose they used to get 30 30- 35 to 50 callers in that thing and i want to get it back up there so i'm working with the committee a little bit of talking and figuring out how can we get more interest drawn there of some of the other top goose callers in the country how can we have some contests that are more engaging leading up to the world goose that's held every november in eastern maryland there in the town of easton and um, I, I, I just I saw it now with the World Live Duck there was 24 25 callers in that which is stout and strong and I'm talking guys from all over the country. There was guys from California in both the World Goose and the in the the World Live Duck. Guys from all over the South, the Southeast, the Midwest. Guys from Maryland. So the the country being well represented. You know, like when you go to the World Duck in Arkansas in Stuttgart, Arkansas, on Main Street, you're going to have pretty much a representation, a representative of every state that holds a duck calling state sanctioned uh, state call championship and then if they have the sanctioning from Stuttgart you have to get a sanctioning to for it to be official then there's regional contest um, across the country that that allow you there's one in Iowa there's one in California there's different regions across the country to where if you don't win your state you have an opportunity to go compete in that regional contest where there could be several callers from several different states competing for that regional title that will automatically um, get you qualified for the world's duck calling championship in Stuttgart held every you know pretty much the weekend after Thanksgiving every year on Main Street downtown it's awesome if you've never been there it's it's a really cool environment Max Prairie Wings and and the B- bistro the cajun bistro and all the different duck duck you know the duck museum and you got so many duck clubs and you see so many snow geese and speckle belly geese and mallards and sprig and just eating up that rice and um it's 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 an awesome place to be the culture the heritage down there there's nothing like being in arkansas during that weekend so i want to see the world goose get back to you know getting that many callers and I saw some things that we might be able to help out with and again we're talking with the committee and the, the organizer and you know one of the first people that you got to think about in this event is a guy named Teddy Hoover he reached out to me when the committee wanted to ask me to MC this event and it was very humbling and an honor to do so to even have the opportunity Kelly Powers Sean Mann were the last MCs for a lot of years and Sean gave me a big hug when I saw him there Kelly gave me a big hug when I saw him there him and his son Tip came up on stage and and we talked and introduced Kelly as one of the baddest ass competition goose callers of all time, he won the worlds in 1999. It was pretty much 20 years ago on that night that he won it. And then he came back in 2000 and won the world champion of champions, which is every five years they do that for duck calling too. Every five years, anybody that's ever won the world championship duck or goose can compete in what they call the champion of champions, and then that's another title, another trophy that you add, and such an accomplishment to beat all the people that have actually won the championship. So, um, Kelly was awesome and. Teddy Hoover, man, the work ethic that this guy has, and you could see it in his committee and his volunteers and his passion for this event. He wants to make it big. He, and we in, in one of the prior podcasts here at The Foul Life, we talked about the actual festival and how many people attended it and how many, much energy was there and, and, and just what was going on at the Molly's tent and the Yukonuba tent and the sport dog, the jumping dogs, and all of the different vendors, food and drink and apparel and hats and knickknacks and accessories and blinds, whatever it was, they were there and there was a ton of engagement going on outside the beer garden the different food vendors it was hot i mean it was really cold outside the first day then it warmed up on the saturday and it just got flooded with people downtown easton you know the waterfowl festival goes all the way downtown there's just certain parts of it that are sanctioned right there including the world goose and world live duck at the actual high school location but downtown it's it's non-stop just parades and people that are there for conservation and hunting and the lifestyle and food and drink and memories and smiles and laughs and it was awesome we walked downtown to get I I talked about in the prior podcast get some of that cream of crab from shore boys that we were told to do so and it was so well worth it they gouge you for it nine bucks they're making a killing on it but it's worth every penny and every spoonful going in your mouth and we were running into people that were saying hello to us and getting pictures right on Main Street in downtown Easton so that was awesome, and then you you know you you want that same momentum. So our goal is to get that same momentum and that same high energy, that same level of energy into the auditorium for these contests and. I'm talking to Teddy and I want to commit to helping more and, and trying to help have our network we got some partners that are already interested in becoming a part of it because it's a mer- it's awesome it's part of our culture it's part of what we do it's important to me I came up as a competition caller never won the world goose but you know I've I competed against a lot of guys that haven't I cut my teeth in competition calling and I love it I got a lot of respect for it and I fell out of it for a lot of years trying to help build these brands that we're currently building and been building for the last 10 years but when I saw this man, it got me my bloods and my juices flowing again. I want to compete, but um, I've been asked to be the MC again. I believe I'm going to, and I've been asked to take more of a, a, a role with the committee to try to make this bigger and better. And. I haven't decided on that one yet. I'm talking it through with some of my managers and some of the different people in our organization and infrastructure, and we might do it, but no matter what, we're going to keep supporting it in many different ways, and we will keep you guys notified and up to date on everything that happens for the 2020 event, which is the 75th anniversary of the World Goose. It's going to be a big deal. So we're, we got a bunch of ideas floating around. We're talking about Teddy Hoover. Kudos to you, man, and, and way to go with your committee and your volunteers of putting so much pride and passion into that event and seeing the turnout and hearing all the people give you accreditation for what you've been doing. I love it. I love the tenacity. Um, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Thank you for asking and allowing me to be your 2019 MC and also asking me to return in 2020 for the 75th anniversary of the world championship goose calling world champion. It's not that it's the 75th anniversary of the festival. So it's not the 75th anniversary of the contest, but it's the 75th anniversary of the Chesapeake, waterfowl festival and i'm thinking we want to be a part of it so let's talk soon teddy nice work on the event teddy was actually a contestant a competitor a caller in the world goose the world live goose the world team goose i believe he was in the world live goose he didn't do any of the duck but boy this kid can blow a call he's got a lot of power he took fifth in the worlds this year and uh, i think he finished fifth last year fifth or fourth he's got a fifth a fourth and a fifth the last three years so he's in the top five every year he's got a lot of power he's got a great routine and um, he just has to put a couple more things together according to him and he's going to be ready he says he takes about a week off after the contest and then goes into practice mode for the entire year leading up to the, to the next contest which will be November 2020 there at Easton High School so I'm proud to know him it was awesome to get to meet him meet his wife he just he's newly married and um, he was nervous he, he was a competitor but he also had a lot of pressure on him with the turnout of the event Friday didn't help with it being just bone chilling cold but Saturday it came alive the festival outside was awesome and the auditorium filled up good good for the junior worlds and the the junior world goose as well as the um, all of the adult Contest, the senior contest, there was a lot of people in there, but I won it standing room only next year. And that's what I want to work with these guys on because. A lot of cool energy in the room and um it's it's it was more difficult to be the MC than i thought it would you know i wanted to be have a little stand-up comedy a little trivia a little intelligence a little no you know no stuff about what's happening in competition calling what's going on in the different flyways through the duck and goose season so far in 2019 2020 season and you know there was a lot of good interaction i don't know if i was boring some people if they wanted me to get off the stage if they wanted me to take the microphone and shove it somewhere but um i did did my best. We got a lot of compliments. I'm very proud of what we did. And, um, we're got some ideas floating around, like I said, for next year's, but as far as the competition goes, the judges were awesome on, on every level for the duck and goose, Jim Ron quest and Steiny and Sean stall and several different people, um, that that i've met through the calling circuit through hunting you see them around at different shows and festivals and they got a big job to do there's a lot on the line and their their ears are trained to hear the slightest hiccups or the slightest screw-ups or trained to hear the authenticity in one call that might be a little bit more authentic or ducky than another call and 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 they and they they judged it perfect they a lot of the competitions were close the 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 first place in the world live duck won by three points over second place and the world goose won by three and a half or four. points over second place so um, they pulled away a little bit but that's not much that's not a huge separation so Kudos to the judges. It was great to see Jimbo. I love sitting around with Jim and talking and, and, and hearing stories of how his season's going and how Rich and Tone's doing. And he's just a class act. His wife, Rosie, his daughter, Peanut. I love his family. They're, they're, they live down there in the Stuttgart area. I've hunted with Jim, and um, he's just a great dude. He's a great TV host for RNTV. He's a great competition caller. He won the World Duck in 2006 there in Stuttgart on an MVP. We've talked about that in the last episode of the Foul Life podcast. But just Just a great man great to sit and talk with he's very humbled or very humble and very just just down to earth and just loves to talk hunting loves to talk business loves to talk friendship kinship family whatever it is just a great guy i like him and uh love being around jimbo and it was great seeing him out there judging and um you know going into that that the the world live duck and and seeing how many competitors were in it and I I knew that we were going to have a caller in the contest and we don't really know it he started blowing our call and really didn't reach out to us we had heard through the grapevine that he was winning a few duck contests on the jargon small talk and sure enough we get there and meet Bobby Heim and he's in the world live duck in the world live team duck and we're world team live duck and he's blowing us jargon he's got it there and his dad's there and and his routine was bad to the bone and I'm like man he is making that jargon sound so good and he really was I wasn't being biased he was right there I mean I'm emceeing I'm and I'm listening to these routines and I'm taking little notes and what my feelings are of what's going on I have no idea what the judges are doing we have no idea what the score is going to be what they do is on Friday they they run the first two rounds so you have the first round 24 25 callers in the world live duck and they narrow that down after the first round to 12 callers And then those 12 callers come back for the second round that Friday night. And then after that round, they narrow it down to the top five. There might be a tie to where they have a call off. I don't think there was any ties in the senior. There was a tie in one of the junior contests. But these guys blew clean. They narrowed it down to five callers and brought those five callers back for the finals, which are held Saturday evening. So those five callers sit all night, Friday night, knowing that they're going to compete Saturday. They wake up, probably hit a couple practice routines, get a good breakfast, take a bath, get their muscles all warm. Warmed up their jawbone and their face muscles and their tongue, all warmed up, and and they come back and they're nervous as heck. And they they lower the lights on that Saturday night, and it's like a Shakespearean play, and the spotlights on them, and and boom, they come out and they lay down that routine again. And at the end of the day, the 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 five callers they sounded so freaking good on the duck calls and at the end of the day the champion the 2019 world live duck champion blowing a joe Lair's a jj Lair's call you, you know unbelievable call design owned by by brett crow now down in chico california cory Nickum was the champion and he sounded freaking amazing he comes out there with just this just tenacity and just he's 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 a competitor man he looks like a linebacker coming out there ready to start his warm-up i'm almost intimidated to ask him if he wants a warm-up because he's looking like he's trying to tackle somebody but he sounds like freaking mallard duck hens and i'm telling you man sounds awesome but bobby heim this i'm thinking, he can't be but 23 24 maybe blowing that jargon small talk we got second in the 2019 world live duck so congratulations cory Nickum. congratulations jj Lairs and brett Crow. and congratulations my you know i i don't know what why bobby picked up that call and didn't let us know he loves the call we awarded him with a check after his uh we're mailing him some i'm not going to get into the details of that but i'm so proud to have him as part of our jargon team competition calling team hunt team our jargon crew he got second he lost to Corey by three and a half three or three and a half points and he's geared to go in there next year and, and and we want to work with him and collaborate with him but man did he sound like a duck on that small talk and i'm not being biased i'm being honest he sounded like freaking mallard hen ducks also but it was an awesome competition and seeing how dedicated these guys are to their craft and the amount of practice hours that go into these routines of getting them down you're not trying to call judges like you are at a sh- main street contest like you are in Stuttgart in the world live duck you're not acting like a hunter emulating ducks working you and you calling them like you start out with a hell call in a straight in a street style contest in stuttgart arkansas right you're trying to get those ducks attention from a long ways away and entice them and bring them closer to your decoy spread then you work them with a set of greeters and feeders and chuckle and and chatter and and a bunch of lonesome hens and quacks and things you're calling judges you're not trying to sound like live ducks this is sounding like live ducks on the water so you're doing sounds that you would not hear in a main street contest like a hell, because you don't really hear a lot of ducks do that. You're gonna hear some power call, but you're not gonna hear that. That that hell call that you hear at the beginning of a street style contest that I again would be at Stuttgart and the world duck. So you're trying to sound like live ducks on the water and Corey Nickum and freaking Bobby Heim and all of the other competitors, they sound like freaking mallard ducks. So it was awesome to hear that. Again, congratulations to Corey Nickum and Joe Lairs. J.J. Lairs calls, Brett Crow, Chico, California. Congratulations to all the other callers that represented their states, their call companies. Congratulations to the five finalists. And thank you, Bobby Heim, your dad, for believing in jargon, believing in the small talk, and putting together a badass routine that got you second place in the World Championship Live Duck Easton, Maryland, 2019. It was a pleasure to watch it. I want to hunt with you brother Bobby let's go hunting I need to learn a couple of those sounds maybe we'll uh, go and do a little two-man competition next year in the world live duck if they don't let me MC it maybe they'll let me take a little break and go compete but I don't sound anything like you or Nickum or <coughs> excuse me any of the other guys so congratulations proud to be there on that and um, it was just it was badass to witness and you know seeing the judges in between i mean i was trying to entertain the crowd so i would ask the judges jimbo what'd you think did that sound like ducks where he's like god almighty did it sound like ducks i was in here just all fired up looking for my shotgun and jimbo always loves to play along with it and i asked jimbo questions like jimbo if you had to pick your best day right now tell me what the weather what's the wind doing what's the sky doing what's the uh, the temperature doing he goes buddy it'd be pretty good this was friday night he goes it'd be kind of like today because it was cold on that friday and he said i'd want the wind you know a little brisk breeze maybe 32 35 degrees i want that sky blue and i just want them magical flocks to come over and hear that call and hear the kicking of the water and when it's when it's sunny in arkansas and that flooded timber man you freaking they can't see you they hear you they're hunting up that call they're hunting up that sound they're hunting up that jargon that vocabulary that specialized vocabulary and Jimbo nailed it and I'm just I learned that a long time ago man I used to you hear that ducky days are gray and overcast and stormy and I'm like nah man when you're when you really want them to act like ducks whether you're over a dry cornfield or over the woods of Arkansas the flooded woods you you want bluebird sky in my opinion now you're going to argue that and i know there's places like louisiana and sacramento or you know california and the west coast that that they like their stormy days they get those geese down low or i like blue if i'm hunting mallards or sprig i want sunshine shadows i want to be able to hide from them and that's what allows you to do so anyway i'm off the subject a little bit but jim was so you know forthcoming and, and able to answer all these questions and that's what I love about and that's what makes them great on TV and it was awesome to see how fair they were but all of the judges were in cahoots on who the 2019 World Live Duck Calling Champion was going to be and it was going to be Corey Nickham and in the two-man World Live Duck it was Corey Nickham and Bobby and all these teams made up. You can be on as many teams as you want, as long as you're ready to pay that entry fee for all of your entry, all of your teams you want to enter. And there was um, Trevor Shanahan, who sounds like a freaking duck too. Uh, and you talk about a goose calling S O B. Trevor Shanahan. We'll talk about him in the next episode of the Foul Life, um, where we're going to talk about the world goose because I want to spend some time talking about the callers who I got to know and the routines I got to hear we're going to talk about the world goose and the world live goose. Cause there was guys that were doing shit. Mike Benjamin was doing this thing at the beginning of his routine. I was like, and he was doing it without a call. I don't know if that's a secret or what, but I mean, I know the judges know now and I know his competitors know it, but he, he is freaking unreal. Benjamin, Mike Benjamin ended up winning the world live goose and getting a trophy and he sounded freaking phenomenal he also won the world live goose team i believe with trevor shanahan i'll have to look back in my notes but these guys um like trevor shanahan you take him he's on stage for every contest that's how accomplished he is with a duck call and a goose call that's hard to do. John David Stanley and Hunter Grounds, Kelly Powers is a hell of a duck live duck caller, uh, meat duck caller, but you talk about competition duck callers. Hunter Grounds competed in Stuttgart in the World Duck, competed in the in the World Live Duck, competed in the World Goose and won it 3 or 4 3 times. Won the World Live Goose, won the World Team Goose. I believe he won the champion of champions already. He's the best competition goose caller of all time. Hunter Grounds is. God rest his dad's soul. We talked about Tim on stage at the event. We'll get into that in the next podcast. We're talking about the goose calling competitions. Then you got John David Stanley that's won the world junior goose. He's competed in place in the top five in the world goose, place in the top ten like seven or eight times in the world duck. And Stuttgart was runner up in Stuttgart. Could have very easily won it that night. Um, the kid can call turkeys and predators and snow geese and specks with his mouth. John David Stanley has dad dave stanley a great friend of mine john blue for rich and tone for years he blows for jargon now and he blows tim ground short read goose calls he was great friends with tim still great friends with hunter but those are the guys that come to mind so when i see trevor shanahan come out there and the power that he possesses and then he gets so downright nasty and finesse finite with with that duck call i'm like man he just gets it he spends a lot of time practicing i think he owns his own call company i think he's actually from that part of the country up there in maryland but we'll talk about Trevor Shanahan a little bit more on the on the Goose episode coming up but those live duck guys on the team duck, man, Benjamin and, and, uh, Corey Nickum and Shanahan. And I wish I knew all the callers names. I don't, there was a lot of teams in that thing too. And Bobby was on some stout teams and I'm talking, it came down to like one point dividing fifth to fourth, one, fourth to third, one third to second. And then like two from second to first and no ties again, the judges were dead nuts on. And, and, um, you talk about sounds and you see these guys move. Oh, I met Seth, the guy named Seth Fields, he was blowing a, a hate L's in some of the team competition for the live duck. He was blowing, a, I believe, an RMC in some of the competitions. And he would bring a, a jacket out on some of them and, and, and use that to alter his sound. He'd spin in circles. He'd walk real fast and then slow down. And, I mean, it sounded like ducks moving around on the water. And they were doing things just getting high pitch getting a little squealy in there getting a little cajun cry they're just doing all sorts of stuff that ducks do and i think that's what those judges were i know that's what the judges are listening for and they got to be hunters that know what live ducks sound like and um you know the world team live duck is a lot different than the single man it's just it's that single man you got to make a lot of sound on your own and they they a lot of them would start off with that chatter hey, judges this is warm-up they do their warm-up then say score and they kick. Yak, 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 yak you got to go listen to one of these routines it's ducky as heck so it was awesome to hear him and, the, and, and, and Seth and all the guys that placed in the top five the top three the finalists it was a joy to MC that and just stand there in, in amazement and just be like man this I want to hunt with these dudes these guys can absolutely master a duck call most of them blown single reads I don't know if any of them had a double read but again I'm so proud of Bobby Heim and what he did in the two-man and the and the 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 the, just the world live duck on his own with that jargon small talk it was awesome to see all of the callers in the duck calling contest did a heck of a job the judges did a heck of a job and um, the crowd was very engaged during the finals we're going to figure out a way to get that room even more full get more excitement and energy around it we got some ideas that will be coming out and some committee meetings coming up i actually have a call with teddy hoover tomorrow so again i'm humbled to be the MC. i'm glad i got to talk about the duck calling contest tonight for 2019 World Live Duck Calling Championships held at Easton High School in Eastern Maryland on the Chesapeake Bay, the Eastern Shore, the home of Sean Mann, the home of Josh Newweiler, who Josh is one of the best competition goose callers of all. I believe he won three world titles and a champion of champions, absolute legend on that Eastern Shoreman. It's a lot of people think it's a flute. I don't really think it's a, a total flute, but it's a badass goose call. I saw Sean Mann this past week, and he gave me a huge hug. I love that guy with all of my heart. I can't wait to see him again. Um, We got some stuff planned. So hopefully I get to collaborate with Sean Mann on some things. So a lot going on. It was a great weekend. I've only talked about the live duck. I'm going to come back at you on another episode of the Fowl Life podcast and talk about the 2019 World Goose Calling Championships, the World Live Goose, the World Live Team Goose talk about the callers talk about the routines talk about the judges that were doing that and talk about who won that contest he's actually back-to-back winner so um, I'm proud to know Kyle Jones he's a kid from Michigan lives in Kentucky now works for power calls and and Mo Marsh and Higdon and he's a the he gets he's with Kelly at all times Kelly's one of the owners of power calls and Kyle's got uh, I, I believe the winner of the junior world goose and the junior and the world goose Kyle and the kid that won the junior goose were both power calls guys that 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 kelly coaches so talk about an accomplishment what kelly powers has done for the competition goose calling world unbelievable so we'll talk about kyle jones we're going to talk more about trevor shanahan and mike benjamin and a bunch of these competitive goose callers that i got to see which is what that that contest was built on was the world goose and then the world live duck became a part of it so we'll come back at you with another episode thank you so much for listening to the foul life podcast please remember to go on and subscribe tell your friends to subscribe. I hope. hope it gets you guys through those days in between hunts those drives to the boat ramp or to the woods or wherever you're going to get your dog ready and your decoys out and get get after it i hope that you're enjoying this podcast again please tell your friends about it subscribe to it leave us a rating leave us a review to give us better placement on the podcast hosting formats and platforms i truly appreciate it today's episode of the foul life podcast was bought brought to you by our friends at jack links jerky thank you jack links and troy and the entire crew in minnesota all of the different states that represent the Jack Link brand that I just ate tonight right before this podcast I had a little snack the cold crafted Linkwich which is hard salami with two pieces thin pieces of cheddar cheese around a nice thick piece of hard salami and then they got they got a bunch of different flavors of cheese with pepper jack and cheddar Um, these Linkwiches are awesome high in protein and they get you through the day the new cold craft edition and the cold craft selection and offering by Jack Links is world-class as well as all of their other pepperoni sticks, jerky sticks, beef sticks, and bags of jerky, you cannot beat Jack Link's. They are absolutely the best beef jerky snacks ever. Their turkey jerky is awesome, but you want high protein and something to get you through a duck hunt, go get you a couple bags of Jack Link's jerky or a cooler if you got a cooler in there, a refrigerator in one of your pit blinds, fill it up with this new cold crafted stuff and enjoy tell them that chad belding in the foul life In today's episode of the foul life podcast is also brought to you by our friends by the one and only mossy pond retrievers georgia brad errington thank you so much for what you do for our dogs here at the foul life television foul life podcast banded um brad joins us on a bunch of hunts what him and lee howard his manager have done with our dog axel our dog mo um their master hunters their derby uh, Moe's derby list mo's call qualify at all ages Moe's ukc hunter retriever champion axel's got his master hunter he's about to be a ukc hunter retriever champion brad is awesome to have on the podcast he was on an episode of the foul life podcast a couple weeks ago live from alberta canada and he's uh, going to be back on some more episodes he's actually been on this life ain't for everybody too but i'll be seeing brad again very soon in the field so thank you to mossy pond retrievers thank you to jack links please support the sponsors and partners that support us we're very proud to be affiliated with the finest duck and goose gear companies and product companies and manufacturers in the industry Plus, a lot of other ones. So, please go to thefowlife.com and check out our sponsors page. And please support those partners and sponsors that support us in our truck build efforts and in our hunting efforts. And also, check out our online store at thefowlife.com and check out the new tumblers by Gator and Ice Coat. They're beautiful, syracoted, and they got duck scenes, duck mural scenes. They're absolutely beautiful, 32 ounce Gator tumblers. Look at the new shirts, the new hats, the new beanies. We got a bunch more coming your way there. We got new apparel for This Life Ain't For Everybody coming. We got new apparel at jargongamecalls.com and um please please go check it out if you don't buy it maybe you like the black the black friday sales after thanksgiving maybe you'll need something for the holidays but check it out because we're proud of a lot of the designs and um, hopefully you guys like them too get some stocking stuffers get some gifts bought whatever you want wear it out in the field wear it to the restaurants wear it to these calling competitions excuse me thank you so much check out brand new episodes of the foul life airing right now exclusively on the outdoor channel we're in Oklahoma this week Flatline Outfitters St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Ronald McDonald House Charities specifically Ronald McDonald House Memphis it's a tearjerker just pre-warning you're gonna cry but it's an awesome story it needed to be told and we're gonna tell it more and it was great to have Grant and his sister Alyssa and his mom and dad out in the field with us five years cancer-free Grant I love you brother I still can't wait to start our cocktail sauce company so ripping lips cocktail sauce with my boy grant watch that episode airing right now on the outdoor channel you'll be able to catch reruns all the way through december and find all of our content of seasons one through ten of benelli's the foul life at my outdoor tv the app mo tv brought to you by the outdoor sportsman's group the outdoor channel the sportsman's channel world fishing network all of the intermedia magazines Gun Dog, peterson's hunting Wildfowl. check out mo tv for a lot of our old content our reruns from seasons one through ten and all of your other favorite outdoor show producers michael waddell ted nugent jim shockey t-bone turner nick munt you name it they're on there there's a lot of favorites lee and tiffany i love lee and tiffany um just go on there check it out subscribe get it on your phone it's like four bucks a month you can't beat that with a hammer and you're going to get every show at your fingertips at your disposal so when you're laying in bed you don't need to be playing ruzzle you can be watching duck hunting or deer hunting or turkey hunting or predator hunting get after it tell them chad belding sent you Again, please support all of the partners that support us. We're so proud of Jargon Game Calls. If you want to check out that call that Bobby Heim just placed second in the 2019 World Live Duck Calling Championships, jargongamecalls.com. He was using an unmodified small talk straight out of the factory. Chris Cifrio, my partner, has engineered and designed this call. CNC machine, hand-tuned, reeds are stamped perfect. Check it out, the small talk. We also have the loudmouth for your bigger water hunting, and we also have the double reed, which is the icebreaker, getting ready to launch a, a couple new designs of calls that we can't wait to bring your way. So I'm Chad Belding. I appreciate all of your time on this episode of the Foul Life Podcast. We're coming at you with another one. We're going to do the world goose. We're going to do that one on, um, on wild game cooking and being a provider, a backyard aficionado. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Tell your friends, subscribe, leave us a rating review. Thank you for listening to me, Jabber Tom. Hit that button. 2 a.m. Logic, my foul life. Appreciate y'all.